to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Welcome to the special episode number 48 of the Feed You podcast. And most people are like, why is 48 so special? Um, so when I started this podcast almost a year ago, it's uh, we're four, four episodes away from a year anniversary. Um, I really, if you know anything about me, I'm not a super duper planner. I'm really like big on, I, I'm really good with big ideas and overall strategy. And um, that makes me really good at my job. But sometimes when I get to the details, it's like, ugh pulling teeth. It's so not my favorite. So when I uh, was planning out these episodes, I realized that this episode that is going live today is actually on my 48th birthday. So the 48th episode of my podcast is being released on my 48th birthday. And I thought that is a really cool and exciting way um, to celebrate. We So I wanted to celebrate. So I started with a little birthday song for you and I have a little giveaway going. Um, if you want more details about that, go follow me on Instagram. You can find me at Elisa M. Connor and make sure that you get in, um, by the end of this week for that giveaway, because it's going to go away at the end of the week because it's my birthday week. And I think we should celebrate birthdays all week long. Um, so I thought I'd put together a, a really special episode for you today, all about, um, the, eight lessons that I've learned in 48 years. I could have probably done 48 lessons, but you guys don't want to hang out that long. So I, I rolled it down to eight. Uh, eight, uh, eight lessons that I've learned not only um, in life, but also from recording 48 podcasts. And um, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to all of you that tune in every week and that are part of this podcast and um, part of my world. I wanted to release a podcast for... Oh my gosh, I think it's been five years now. And I started and I stopped and I started and I stopped. So um, reaching that that near year mark for the podcast is really a big deal for me. I'm super excited about it. Um, and I don't think it's ironic or in any way an accident that the 48th episode is on my 48th birthday. So um, I don't know about you guys, but you know, my mom used to tell me um, and my grandma too, as you got older, the um, days would go by like hours and the years would go by like days. And it just feels like that. But you know, I, the other thing I, I learned from my mom, she's so cute, but um, she's like, I don't feel this old. And that's kind of how I feel. Like I don't feel 48. I feel like maybe 28, maybe 32. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't, some days I feel my age, but other days, I don't know. I just don't feel. And so maybe that's a mental thing. Like you only um, are as old as your brain believes you are. And so going back to, you know, some of the stuff that we talked about last week about mindset and becoming an, or becoming aligned with your inner guidance. Um, so my inner guidance doesn't, I think sometimes my inner guidance thinks I'm a 12 year old. So um, if you knew anything about like, if you ever hung out with me in real life, you'd probably be like, oh my gosh, she's such a dork. But that's okay, because I'm okay with it, because I'm 48, and I'm allowed to be a dork. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the birthday episode. Um, let's dive in. And I want to give you some, um, some of the wisdom that I've acquired in my 48 years. Uh, before we dive in, though, I almost forgot. Um, let's take a minute and hear from our sponsor. One of the biggest frustrations I hear from business owners on a regular basis is, I need more clients. And I get it. Every business struggles with getting new clients until you know how to do it. The problem is, is you spend your time networking and going to events and making phone calls that don't go anywhere. You're out trying to attract people to you when there is a much easier way. Growing your email list is so important because it fills your list with potential clients who actually want to hear from you and it gives you the ability to reach out to them on a regular basis and share what you have to offer. To grow your email list, you have got to have a great free download. Sign up for our free newsletter isn't working anymore. You've got to create a download that piques their interest, gets them to take action, and adds them to your list. Sounds easy, right? Of course it's not easy. That's exactly why I created my new free training to help you create an awesome free download. You can sign up at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. This live training is going to present the five easy steps that I've used with my clients to help them go from hot mess marketing to growing an email list that they consistently get sales from. So you don't want to miss this training. Head on over to alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie and sign up today. I'll see you inside. Wow, 48. <laughs> when I say it out loud, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of years. Um, and it's so interesting because as you go through life, I don't I don't know, maybe it's just me and the older I get, but I just, the older I get, the realize the less I know. Um, even though, you know, I've learned a lot through life, I just always have that innate natural curiosity about, you know, life and learning new things and always... Um, going after and trying new things and not letting the fear stop me. Uh, and I think, you know, honestly, I think I get that from my dad. My dad was always one of those people, you know, even up until right before he passed away, was always learning and striving and growing. And I think it keeps you young. So if you're listening to this episode, and you're like, huh, I feel really old and 48's really old and I'm really old. You know what? You need to go out and learn some things and hang out with some younger people because your attitude 1000% um, will show up in the way you believe and the way um, your life shows up to you. So if you're, you know, putzing along, feeling old, feeling like you have nothing left to offer in the world, number one, that's not true. And number two, if you change your mind about it and you get out of your own head for a little bit, you're going to realize that there, this world is just so full of so many amazing things for us to still learn and um, that are going to help us grow and change and become, you know, who we're supposed to become. So now that I've stepped off my soapbox, 
I guess I get to be on a soapbox because it's my birthday. So, um, but I want to dive into these eight things that I've learned. And this was really like, I planned my podcast episodes out months in advance. And I have to tell you, when I started planning this one, it, this was a rough one. I was like, oh, number one, I can only do eight things because we don't have all day for Elisa to go through all the things that she's learned, um, like buy, buy stock and Band-Aids when your kids are young, things like that. Um, but, you know, there's just, there's a million things I could talk about, but I narrowed it down to eight and I wanted to make them relevant to not only, um, everyday life, but also your business. And a lot of these have been applied in the last year as I've been pumping out podcast episodes. And even though sometimes you feel like, oh, is anybody listening? And then you'll have um, just that random person who reaches out to you and is like, hey, I love your podcast so much. And when you get somebody to react to your content or your um, whatever you're putting out there in such a positive way, and it's making a difference in their lives, that makes it all worth it. So um, if I'm incur- if I can encourage you to, to do anything is to leave your mark on the world and really put yourself out there to learn and grow and do new things and always help people. So let's dig in. <clears throat> Number one thing I've learned, oh boy, and I'm still learning this one. This is a rough one. Let me know if you can relate to this at all. Done is better than perfect and action is better than no action. And there's so many times that I think, I know for me that I have talked myself out of doing something and then I just get stuck and I spin my wheels and I spin my wheels and I rotate things around in my head because I am 100% an overanalyzer. I have been, I think, since birth. If you ask my mom, she would tell you since birth. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can talk about her. Um, That's not nice, but it's true. Um, So, you know, it's really easy to get stuck in having the, the mentality of everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be aligned. I have to have everything done before you take action. And I have done this so many times that it's it soon becomes a security blanket instead of actually taking action and making things happen in your life, in your business, um, in your relationships, you just sit and think about it. And then you never take the step to actually make it happen. So I want to encourage you to let perfection be for someone else, somebody else who actually needs their world to be perfect. Because when you are stuck, stuck in the mentality of perfection, you are keeping your gifts and what you have to offer to the world uh, away from the people that need them because they're waiting, they're waiting on you. And as long as you're perfecting it, they're never going to know what you have to offer. So, um, confession time. I am a closet perfectionist. I didn't know I was a closet perfectionist because my mom, oh my word, I I love my mom, but she, her house is like a museum. She is seriously, she has perfectionitis. In fact, if if I like went and got a diagnosis, I'm pretty sure she has um, OCD, but she would never admit that. Like she, she can't stand it when you have crumbs on the table or like she will clean them up. It's insane. So I'm not that bad, but I definitely inherited some of her perfectionistic um, traits. Although she would argue and say that, no, I did not, but I totally, I totally have. There are things that my kids are like, really? Um, So, but being a closet perfectionist, I was using it to hide. And I did that for different programs, different, like I wouldn't get on social media. Um, I would like get a project and I'd throw myself completely into the project and I like wouldn't see people for months and they're like, hey, where are you? I haven't seen you. And, um, And part of it was just like 
just being secure in my little cubby hole and not having to try anything new. And I was working with clients, so I didn't really need to put myself out there. But what I found was that at the end of the project, I had no sales funnel and it dried up and that's not good because you can't really pay the bills when you don't have a sales funnel. Um, and like I said, you know, people can't buy from you or they, they won't become aware of you and they won't know who you are and they'll forget about you if you are stuck in the little rabbit hole of perfectionism. Because if you're trying to make everything perfect and you're um, waiting until, you know, everything has the exact color scheme and the exact um, wording and every T is crossed and every um, I is dotted, then you will never put it out there. And you are taking away the opportunity of your people to find you and work with you and get to experience your gifts. So if I can encourage you to put yourself out there and let the perfectionist stay behind so that people can actually connect with you and you can you can live your purpose, um, I would like to encourage you to do that now. Get it done, put it out there, and it everything, Marie Forleo is another one of my uh, mentors, but she would say everything is figure outable. And it is, but I would say, um, I would add on to that, everything is fixable. And so it may not be perfect when you put it out there, but it doesn't need to be because you can tweak it, you can change it, and you can re you can put it out there again. And nobody is, I, I promise you, nobody has a little notepad going, oh, at least put this promotion out. And now I see she's changed this, this, and this. And nobody has a notepad because because no one cares. Um, what they what they care about is that you're putting out the information you have and you're willing to help and share and grow um, with other people and learn from other people and teach other people. So number one is done is better than perfect. And that comes from another mentor that I had along the way. And um, it, it really is true. Don't let perfection belong to someone else and just put out your genius and all the wonderful gifts you have to offer out into the world so that people have the opportunity to experience them and experience you. So lesson number two. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> I'm going to say that before everyone because these these were really hard to come up with and not really hard, but they were oh, it was a it was definitely a truth or dare moment. So. Um, number two is you cannot do it alone. You cannot produce a podcast. Well, you can. You can produce a podcast on your own, but it is definitely harder to do it on your own um, than to do it with other people. And it is also really difficult to run, own, and grow your own business on your own. Why? Several reasons. One, you are really good at certain things. Um, but there is no possibility for every one of us to be good at everything that it takes to run a business. And I am learning that and continue to learn it and learned it from my biggest mentor, James Wedmore, because the minute you start outsourcing pieces of your day that um, are not your gift, to other people. One, you allow those people to share their gift with you and the world. But two, you free up time. And when you start measuring the dollar amount that your time is worth, and you start um, realizing, you know, a, a, a job that would cost maybe 12, 15, $20 to outsource is costing you three, four, $500 every hour. Um, it becomes really easy to find the money to pay people. 
So think about your own business and think about the different things you do in your business and the things that bring you joy. If you were going to Marie Kondo it, Marie Kondo your business, you know, look at your business and, and see which things bring you joy and which things don't. And the things that don't, you need to bless and release and give them to someone else to take care of because you can't grow, you can't scale and you can't move forward. If you aren't, if you're holding on to every little piece of your business and trust me, I did this the hard way with the podcast and different things. And I am learning my lesson. And I am now in the process of outsourcing all of those different pieces because I can't do everything and I'm making myself crazy trying to do it all. So even if you just start with one person that's taking a few things off your plate a few hours a week, um, you know, do that and see what your business looks like and your mindset looks like after you've outsourced those pieces. I promise you it's going to look very different than it does right now. So the life of an entrepreneur can be really lonely and anybody that tells you that it is different is lying or is trying to hide something. Um, being an entrepreneur, yes, there are times for you to go interact and engage with people, but in reality, when it comes down to making those decisions or having the stress or the pressure of running your own business and growing your own business and knowing what to do and what to put out there, it can be really lonely. And there aren't always a lot of people that can relate or understand, especially if they aren't in a similar boat. Like if you don't have a lot of entrepreneurial friends or friends that have their own business, you, it can be really frustrating because people just look at you and go, well, you just stay home all day and eat bonbons and work when you feel like it and go on vacation here and there, but they don't see behind the scenes how much effort and work goes into it. You know, how much learning you have to do, how many hours you spend setting up funnels, how many hours you spend doing email, how many hours you spend um, creating content, the hours you spend out networking, trying to meet people. Um, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into entrepreneurship that people never see. And it always kills me, you know, regardless of if you're an entrepreneur or just a successful individual, um, how people think you got there overnight. And when you really start to go read some of these stories about the excruciating years that people spend perfecting what they do, and then to be, you know, it's kind of, it's a huge slap in the face for people to go, oh yeah, they're an overnight success. Well, they are not an overnight success. They spent years perfecting what they're doing. And um, they, you know, goes back to number one, which is they put things out there and they weren't perfect and they flopped and they failed, but they learned. And so they continue to learn and learn and learn and learn. And so now it looks easy to everyone from the outside. However, Um, it was a lot of work to get there and people don't see that. And so my suggestions to you are, um, to number one, realize that entrepreneurship is, it it can be really lonely. And so you need to put yourself out there in ways with, and I'm not going to, you know, tell you how you need to do that, but I'm saying for, because everybody's personality is different. But you've got to create some kind of alliance um, or, you know, a group of people that you can um, bounce ideas off of and that have your back when you are in the middle of being an entrepreneur. And um, the second part of this lesson that I'm going to say is you may have to go through a lot of coal before you find your diamonds. And that means you may create relationships or think that you have met people that are in alignment with what your belief systems are, what your mission is. 
But in reality, when you know you get to know them a little bit better, you start to realize that they are not in alignment with you and they don't believe what you do. And it's okay to let those people go. And that would be another oh, huge lesson for me, especially in life. You know, I have a tendency to never be the one that leaves a relationship first. Um, I hold on to friends and people and it's, and I think that comes from loving very deeply. Like I really love people very deeply, but sometimes to my detriment. And so I'm learning that, um, one, it's okay to let people go. It's okay for them to move on. And, you know, if they've played the role in your life that they needed to play and you learned from them what you needed to learn. But also it's okay to let people um, have a little bit more leash, I guess is a way to put it. You know, when you're, you're walking a new dog and, or your dog and you let them have a little bit more leash to run around, meaning that, you know, you may just let go of seeing somebody on an everyday basis and be okay with, you know, you may run into them every six months, every year. And just knowing that just because you are letting go of connecting with them on a regular basis doesn't mean that they have to be evicted from your life. Um, It just means that they don't necessarily need to play as big of a role. And um, I think the other piece of this is that people are brought into your life um, for multiple reasons. It's like reason, a season or a lesson and being okay um, with people not being in your life for a lifetime is okay. Like that, I think that we aren't taught that. I think we're taught with, we need to be friends with everybody forever. And if you're growing and you're progressing and you're, whether that's in business or in life, um, you will likely not have the same people because in order to level up your life, you have to level up the people in your, in your life. Meaning, you know, if you want to have a million dollar business, you become the five people that you hang around with the most. If those five people aren't millionaires, you're going to have a really hard time reaching your goal and reaching your dream. And so what that means is, is you've got to level up the people that you hang around with the most. That doesn't mean the other people have to go away, you know, forever, but it does mean that they're either going to step up and level up with you, or they're going to not play such a prevalent role in your life. They're not going to get as much of your attention in time. Um, so lesson number three and not doing it alone. Um, a lot, everybody that I know that has had their own business has networked at one time or another. And if you haven't networked, um, I'm, I'm kind of wondering how you're getting clients and how you're getting your name out there. But, and if you, you know, I'd love for you to drop me a a message over on Instagram. If you've never networked, I would love to know that. Um, but I think we sometimes look at networking as I'm going to go network so I can get business. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's the absolute wrong way to look at networking. Networking is simply about building relationships. And um, sometimes networking is not about business at all. Networking is about finding the people that are in your crew, um, finding the people that are going to be um your collaborators, your resource, your um, sounding board. And so more than friends, but I would almost say colleagues, even though you all have your own different businesses, you you still become colleagues. And I think if you look at networking in, in that matter of like, you know, okay, so I'm not really here 
to get business. I'm here to collaborate with people who think and believe and see life the way I do it. And um, as well as their business. So um, when you are going networking, I I want you to kind of keep in mind that it really isn't always about getting business. And then um, the last piece of this, I just, I already mentioned the five people that you spend the most time with is who you become. And if you want to up level your life, up level your business, you've got to up level who is in your inner circle. So that is a lesson I learned. Oh my gosh, many years ago, I can tell you exactly where I learned it. I learned it from, um, a conference I went to and the speaker was Grant Cardone. <laughs> and um, he, you know, he he was one of the first people to introduce me to that concept. And that's been probably three or four years ago. And it takes a while to understand it, especially if you're a people pleaser. And a lot of us uh, fe- as female business owners are people pleasers. Like we want people to be happy, but that's not a reality. You, you need to choose, you know, is it making everyone else happy or is it making you happy? And in the end, like when it comes down to it, if you spend your life making everybody else happy, the reality is you're going to make yourself miserable. So that's number two, can't do it alone. And I'm going to say, um, do what makes you happy. That's kind of the side note on there. So number three, also a good one. Uh, this, and this is, this is an obvious one, but change is constant. In fact, the only thing constant in in the world is change. Like you will not get away from it. You will not escape it. And the more that you resist it, the more change you're going to have and the more uncomfortable it becomes. So if I had a piece of advice, it's like to embrace change and just get comfortable with the unknown, get comfortable with never knowing. Um, because we all, you know, we can make all these plans and we can, you know, decide this is what we want. This is how we want it to look. But, it, you know, you have no control really over the way that that shows up and you can make plans um for your entire life but in reality you know the the thing is is that and I, I always use my cousin as an example she always wanted to have kids and she um you know she had all these things that she planned out in her life and now she's been um she passed away six years ago and guess what all those plans that she made all those plans that she had um, and the things that she thought she was going to be able to accomplish, she didn't get to accomplish because breast cancer took those things away from her. And so when I'm saying, you know, that you, you don't have control really over all the things in your life, but being okay with not having control and still doing your best to manage and, you know, plan and being okay with, you know, putting a plan in place and then being flexible enough to just let things happen as they happen is, is my piece of advice to you. And that's, you know, (laughs) going back to the podcast, oh my gosh, you know, I plan, um, all these episodes out and I usually try to do like three or four months in advance. And, um, it's so funny because I can plan it, I can plan it, I can plan it. And then there's always like something will happen. Um, I remember when I was recording, like it was like this spring, this past spring, and I totally got laryngitis. Like I had it all planned out. I was going to record all these podcasts and I had a horrible cold and laryngitis. I, that's not something you can plan for. You know, (laughs) you're going to get sick when you get sick, but the same goes with your business. You can plan out all this stuff. Um, and, 
in reality, you can't really control it. So my best advice is for you to make a plan and just go with the flow, kind of like the ocean, you know, in and out, just let things ride the way they're going to ride. And be aware that, you know, change is good. Everything in life changes. All the seasons change. Um, you, you change through the different um, levels of life. You know, you start out as a child, then you go through adolescence, and then you're a young adult, and then you become an elder. So there is no constant in life. Everything is going to change. And the, the more comfortable you get with change, the easier things are going to be. And so that would be number three. My number three uh, tip for you is just to get comfortable with change. And number four, oh, this is a good one too. <clears throat> Everything in life gives you a lesson if you're willing to be open and receive it. Um, so when you're going through life, and I, I think, you know, uh, naturally as humans we don't want to fail we don't want to make a mistake and some of us were you know raised in a, in a situation that mistakes were bad and i'm here to tell you being a business owner for the last 12 years and especially running this podcast for the last year you're gonna make mistakes things are gonna go wrong things are gonna get screwed up and my my sole piece of advice is let it let things happen and mistakes be made because every single time that you make a mistake, I guarantee you, you will learn something. And the there are so many people out there um, that will tell you, fail often, fail fast. Because the faster you can fail, the quicker you're gonna get to where you wanna go. The more willing you are to embrace failure, the quicker you're going to get to the places that you want to be because you every single time that something goes wrong you learn something and the the more failures that you have the quicker you learn and the more lessons you've covered so um you know what having a perspective of things not being a failure but things being lessons is that's 100 percent going to shift your view of how you see things versus, you know, <clears throat> um, versus sitting there thinking, oh, I suck. I am never going to get it right. I'm just going to fail again, blah, blah, blah. Um, changing your perspective and switching it to a positive and thinking, you know, I didn't get it right that time, but I bet if I try it again, I'll, I'll get it next time. And if you always have that perspective, you will have so much more joy in your life and so much more um, contentment because you're not beating yourself up on a regular basis. And then the last thing about lessons that I want to mention to you is that, you know, sometimes lessons can be painful. Oh, I had a lot of painful lessons. I don't know about you, but... I have a tendency to learn things the hard way. <laughs> and I always, uh, the other thing I have a tendency to do is always bite off more than I can chew. Like it's just, I have really big um, vision and goals and then I try to implement and it's just a big fat mess sometimes. But you know, what I've learned is that the harder the lesson, the more it's polishing you into the person you are supposed to become. 
And sometimes the people in your life that are helping you do that polishing are the ones that are there to show you how to shine your light. And so um, think about when you're going through things and you're going through dif difficulties, whether it's you know personal business, um, relationships or whatever, each of those little things that is chipping away kind of the, the coal to bring out the diamond that is inside of you that the world is waiting for you to shine. So uh, that's lesson number four. Everything in your life is a lesson. And as you learn your lessons, you're becoming a diamond and people are waiting for you to shine their light, shine your light for them so that they can find their way out of the dark. Number five, always keep learning with people smarter than you. Um, you I'm sure you've heard the saying, if you're the smartest one in the room, then you're in the wrong room. If you haven't, I'm going to say it again. If you are the smartest person in your in the room or in your circle of friends, you're in the wrong room. You need to go find people that are smarter than you so you can continue to grow and change and evolve and become that diamond that is hidden away inside of who you are or the diamond that is trying to get out and shine. Um, <clears throat> your brain is just like a muscle. And if you don't continue to feed it and use it and let it grow and um, take in new knowledge, it's gonna become flabby and not be able to do anything. You're not gonna be able to remember how to do simple things. I've seen this, I talk with my mom about this a lot. Um, and especially as you get older, you really need to be cognizant of using your brain and learning new things and constantly putting new um, information into it so that your brain continues to work and remember and uh, absorb things. People, um, there's research out there that shows, you know, people that don't continually to continue to use their brain definitely have um, a higher propensity for dementia and even Alzheimer's and different things like that. So I wanna challenge you to keep learning. A great way to keep learning is to find a mentor that you really enjoy and go absorb everything they put out there. And it can be multiple mentors for that matter. You know, go and see what the best seller books are um, in your niche or your marketplace and just start reading them. Most entrepreneurs, when I was doing research on this, um, Warren Buffett did a study and most business owners who are highly successful, so a million dollars and above, read over 500 pages a day. And that is simply because um, you continue to feed your brain and you will, what you're putting in there isn't necessarily the reason for you to put it in there. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, just if you continue to feed your brain, it's going to continue to serve you well. It's going to continue to help you create new ideas and processes. And um, it works. Your brain is so smart that even if the information you're feeding it isn't exactly what it needs, it's going to trigger something else. So a few other interesting stat stats that I pulled from this um, for, <laughs> for a little bit for you to chew on. Um, TV actually rots your brain. And if you, because it's mindless, it's not engaging your brain, it's just engaging your emotions. Whereas, you know, 67% of people who are classified as air quote rich watch less than an hour of TV per day. And that also came from Warren Buffett. You know, Warren Buffett is brilliant. And um, he has, you know, 
been one of the top entrepreneurs, business slash businessmen in the United States for as long as I can remember. And every um, guru, I'm going to call him a guru or uh, mentor that I have looked up to, almost none of them can tell you what's going on on TV right now. And I'm kind of the same way. And it drives my mom crazy um, because she'll be talking about the news. And I'm like, I don't care what's happening in the news. Like I, I get my news from a daily um, rundown email called a skim, S-K-I-M-M, if you're interested. And it gives you the highlights of what's happening in the news. That's all I need to know. Number one, I can't control any of those things. And so I really don't need to use my energy on them. And number two, um, I get really wrapped up emotionally into specifically violent um, events. So if there's a shooting or something horrible like that, um, it, it sends me in a tailspin. So I've just learned that um, it's better for me to just not engage in any of that. Like I will go and I'll read the skim and I'll get the, the scoop on, you know, what I need to know. But the rest of it, I don't I don't need it. I, I keep up on industry news. I keep up on the things that are really rele- relevant to what I do and um, my target market. But as far as everything else, it's so sensationalized and it's so over... Um, what am I trying to say? It, it's overpopularized. I don't even know if that's a word, but the reality of what the news is and what the news channels put out there is vastly different. And so I decided, oh my, oh my gosh, it's been at least four years ago that I just wasn't going to watch TV anymore. So once in a blue moon, like my kids will ask me to watch a show with them. And, you know, I may spend half an hour, 45 minutes watching a show with them, but that's it. The rest of the time I spend reading or studying or, in fact, they laugh at me because last year at Christmas, um, I'm wrapping presents and I'm, I'm watching a training video on how to use chatbots. And so they're like, Mom, why don't you listen to Christmas video? I'm like, well, I could, but I need to learn about chatbots. And so it almost becomes addictive when you are really engaged in what you do and you are wanting to learn so that you can share with other people. Um, and you can't do that with TV. Like you can talk smack about it, but what good does it do? It doesn't really help you. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't go see a movie once in a while. My kids love to go see movies. So we will watch a movie, but I can count on one hand the number of hours I spend watching TV, usually in a month. I I just don't watch a lot of TV. Um, And then, oh, the last part of this is that if you're learning from people that are smarter than you, another great way to learn is to watch their habits and then mimic what they do. So that's a lot of what I've do what I've done um, to grow my business and to move forward is, you know, I look at these people who are in the place I want to be and how do they spend their lives? Like, what are they doing on a daily basis that I need to mimic into my own life? And um, a lot of the taking care of your physical self is a big component of this. And you can't take care of your physical body when you're sitting around watching TV. Um, You need to be moving, you need to be exercising. And so what does that look like? And you know, what else are they doing? Are they reading? Are they out learning at conferences? All those kinds of things. And really look to your mentors and the people that you admire and the people that are where you want to be and then emulate what they're doing. So number six, can't believe we're to number six already. Um, This has been a really big one for me. Meditate every day. 
and move your body every day. I touched on this a little bit just a second ago, but meditating for me, I started meditating. It's been probably about six years ago, six or seven years ago. And I use um, Insight Timer. If you aren't familiar with Insight Timer, it's an app you can get on your phone, both Android and Apple. Free app, tons of free meditations on there. And it's a great way to get started. Um, when I first started, I would just use the timer. I didn't use a lot of guided meditations. Um, and the timer's still there, but now there's like over 15,000 meditations on there. So lots of different choices for you to get your mind straight and start to um, reel in your subconscious a little bit and get a little bit more control over the thoughts you think and how your um living your life or whether it's your conscious or subconscious, you know, programming that's controlling your life. And that quiet time, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, and some most of the time, that's all they have is 10 minutes a day. Sometimes they'll do 10 in the morning, 10 at night. Um, but you know, giving yourself that time to just sit quietly will change your perspective, it will change, it will change everything in your life, you'll be shocked um, at how different your life looks from the the time that you start meditating until you know give it give it 60 days and and tell me what has changed and what is different um and then of course um i always recommend and i do this for myself when i feel stuck in my business um and if you ask my friends they'll tell you the same thing when I feel stuck and I feel like I have this problem and I can't get around it and I don't know what to do, um, I immediately now will go move my body. I'll go for a bike ride, I'll go walk, I'll go to the gym. Um, because as soon as I start actually moving the energy in my body, sometimes I do this crazy dance by my desk. My kids are like, oh geez, there she goes again. Um, but you know, moving your body and moving the energy actually will move it in your brain to help you come up with a solution or an idea. So that's why I say sit quietly, let inspiration come to you that way. If it's not working, then go move your body. And I don't care if it's running stairs, I don't care if you go run around the block, I don't care you know, if you decide to go for a bike ride, whatever it is, just move your body for five or 10 minutes or longer. And I, I can guarantee you there will be a shift in your consciousness because when you start to move your body and it physically moving that energy, things will shift and change. So that is tip number six that I have for you. Tip number seven, this is, this is simple and sweet and right to the point. Um, be kind to everyone everyone you meet, even if they're not kind to you, even if the relationship doesn't go well, um, just be as kind as you can. And there, there's two pieces to this. Number one, I had a friend, um, Lori Bolden, I didn't know her really great, but she passed away um, this past year, she had pancreatic cancer. And one of the things that she lived by that it really has stuck with me um, is that she used to say, you never know what somebody else is going through. And it's true when you look at people and you see how they act and maybe it's not so kind, maybe they're not being kind to you. Um, there's a reason that we don't know that they are like that. And if we can really connect and relate to that saying, you know, we never know what someone else is going through and just know that and treat them with kindness. Um, we never know how that kindness will impact them later or even immediately. 
And so always be kinder than you think you need to be. And trust me, I learned this the hard way. (laughs) I've burned so many bridges. Um, But that's okay, because I look at that and I'm like, you know, but I get the lesson. I got the lesson, which is, you know, you never know, one, what somebody is going through, and two, if that person is going to come back into your life later um, in life, you you don't know you know what the circle looks like because we don't we don't know what that looks like, and that person that has been unkind to you or that you're having a falling out with, you don't know what role they may play in their in your future, if any, but if you leave them with kindness, the likelihood that uh, a future interaction will go better than the current interaction is much, much higher. So um, that would be number seven. It's very short, very sweet, but just be kind to everybody you meet. And remember, you don't know what they're going through. And you also don't know um, what they may mean to your future. And then number eight, um, this is the last one. I can't believe it. So number eight is to don't harbor grudges. And I'm sure that that shows up in um, different religious philosophies. And and really, it's, it's pretty wise. There's so many things that come down to, you know, ancient teachings and ancient wisdom. And in reality, you know, holding a grudge or holding anger doesn't hurt the other person giving them forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. And so when you're carrying around anger and judgment and, um, you know, a grudge towards somebody, they probably haven't, they don't even remember what happened. They probably haven't even thought about it since that moment, yet you're carrying it around and it's making your life miserable. And so one of the kindest things that you can do for yourself is to just forgive people and forgive them quickly. And whether or not um, you you believe it at first, I don't know how else to put that, but you know, you, you might not believe it in your heart. But if you just keep saying it again and again and again, eventually the rest of you will catch up. And it really is a gift that you give to yourself. And I remember this from, you know, the Columbine tragedy. I think it was Rachel Scott's father who said, you know, I could carry around resentment and anger towards the people that killed my daughter. But the reality is it doesn't serve me. And it isn't helping me show up in the world and make a difference in the world. And it's not going to bring my daughter back. And so that is an extreme example, but really look into your life and look at the people that have stolen away moments, days, hours, and years of your life because you have held on a gr- held onto a grudge for them or against them. And so that would be the final piece of wisdom I would have for you is, you know, just let the grudges go. And forgiveness is not easy and it doesn't always come quickly, but be committed to forgiveness and and do it for yourself. Don't do it for the other person. Do it for yourself. So I'm going to recap the lessons for you because um, this has been such a fun episode for me and it's been a good reminder of all the things that I've learned. So I just want to recap it. I hope it's been a really good um, informative episode for you and I thank you for for celebrating my birthday with me. I've really enjoyed having you guys here. And um, so 
let's um, let's just zip through these really quick. Number one is done is better than perfect. And number two is you cannot do it alone. That means life, business, and everything in between. Number three, change is the only constant. So just get comfortable with it and enjoy the ride. Number four, everything in life offers a lesson, whether you choose to look at it as a lesson or something else. So if you look at it as a lesson, you're going to have a better experience. Number five, always keep learning from people that are smarter than you. Um, As long as you keep learning and growing and changing, um, you are going to stay right on track for where you're supposed to go. Number six, meditate and move your body every single day because you will thank me later. (laughs) Uh, When you feel stuck, go move your body. When you still feel stuck, sit down on your meditation cushion, on a pillow, in a chair, and just breathe. It is a miracle that we breathe every single day. And um, I, I recently had a client tell me the relationship between the ocean wave and breathing. And it's just sort of amazing and miraculous to me that nature mimics um, so much of what goes on in our lives. So just remember to move and breathe every single day. Number seven, be kind to everyone you meet because you don't know what they're going through and you don't know how they're going to show up later in your life. And last but not least, let go of all grudges, anger, and resentment because you'll be happier, healthier, and more on purpose person. So thanks again for tuning in this week. Next week, um, we are talking email. Oh, I know how you guys love email. (laughs) You're going to love email. If you don't love email yet, you will. Um, This is five reasons no one is opting into your email list. So tune in next week. Thanks so much for celebrating my birthday with me in episode 48 with me. Again, tune into social media. I do have a giveaway going till the end of the week. And you can find me at Elisa M. Connor on Instagram. I would love to see you over there. Send me a direct message if you'd like to. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would also love it if you'd share it with a friend. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Just a reminder, don't forget to sign up for my free training to create your irresistible download. Everybody wants a great free download. Why shouldn't you have one too? Grow and build your email list so you can get more clients by joining me on my free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. I'll see you soon.